Six minutes to nine on Money Talk and time for us to take a view from the oil industry. And we're joined on the line by Vandana Hari, uh, founder of Vanda Insights. Uh, good morning, Vanda. Good morning, James. Good to be back on your show. Nice to have you on. Uh, we've heard a lot about banks uh, recently, so oil has been a little bit out of focus. What are the hot topics, would you say, at the moment in uh, in the oil industry, Vanda? Yeah, I think oil has become a bit boring. <laughs> and that's primarily because, uh, look, nothing much happening on the fundamentals front. And, of course, we tend to compare with 2022, which was a highly volatile year uh, for oil and gas uh, because of uh, the Ukraine invasion and everything else that followed in terms of the Western sanctions against Russia, right? So compared with last year, we are relatively in a quiet phase right now. The two big elements to watch uh, as uh, the markets enter 2023 were, of course, uh, the Chinese demand rebound or expected rebound in Chinese oil demand. Um, and what happens to Russian oil supply as a result? There's a set of sanctions that kicked in in December and another set against refined products exports that uh, began on the 5th of Feb. So far, it's been, um, you know, pretty nothing to write home about in, in terms of at least, you know, what oil bulls were looking for. The so Chinese demand rebound hasn't materialized. It's uh, creeping up slowly. Um, and I presume uh, it will, that will remain the case for the rest of this year. And Russian supplies have, you know, surprisingly for some, uh, been quite steady. There's been no major drop. So, you know, there's really no, no bullish pulls on the fundamental front. Yeah, I mean, maybe six months or so ago, before the Northern Hemisphere uh, winter, um, you know, a lot of talk about energy shortages uh, as a result of the Ukraine conflict. Uh, that doesn't seem to have materialized. And we doesn't we don't seem to have heard that much more about, um, you know, the way that uh, Russian tankers have been loading up and heading their oil to to Asia. What's what's the current status? Yeah, so um, let's talk about Russian oil supplies, uh, you know, crude um, supply that was uh, rejected by the EU starting December has uh, mostly been absorbed by China and India. So in that sense, Russia doesn't really have any worries as to where to put it or to have surplus crude or have to shut in production, no such thing. In terms of refined products, I think Russia is struggling a little bit more. It's a more sort of diversified and fragmented market, and certainly India and China are not going to buy refined products from Russia. So that will probably take a little bit longer, and Russia is uh, curtailing production a little bit as a result of that, but you know, certainly not not the absolute horror scenarios that had been imagined last year. I think you were referring to the energy crisis intensification, especially in Europe, that was expected over the winter months, which are you know, high cons- energy consumption, gas, electricity, as well as oil. That did not materialize. The crisis didn't materialize happily for the region. Uh, it was a warmer winter. Uh, the European countries have been uh, very successful in reducing uh, their uh, gas consumption. Uh, they pledged to do so to reduce by 15% between August last year and March end of this year. Uh, they were very successful in that. So uh, a big sigh of relief on that front. Uh, I think next they'll uh, just have to gird themselves again for the coming winter, 23-24. The French uh, have had a lot of strikes and industrial action recently, and uh, I understand that's actually had quite a big effect on uh, refineries uh, and you know caused a bit of a build-up of uh, backup of, uh, of crude. It has. It's, it's not, not much joy for uh, the French, certainly, and uh, no joy for uh, 
the Atlantic Basin crude producers, you know, who, who look to European demand. So France, about a million barrels per day, roughly that's 1% of global capacity, refining capacity, about 8% of European refining capacity uh, has been shut down because the workers have been striked for now more than four weeks. Um, really nobody knows when this will be resolved. Um, and as a result of that, uh, France, obviously, it, the, the refineries that are shut do not need crude. Uh, there is crude that has um, piled up and sort of in, in tankers waiting outside uh, France to discharge uh, because, you know, the port workers are on strike. And even if, if they weren't, uh, the refineries wouldn't be able to use that. So, yes, that's been a bit of a, a dampener as well on, on crude prices in recent uh, weeks. And just very quickly, you looking optimistic about uh, pricing over the next few months? Uh, not really. I think we could see more of the same through the second quarter. Uh, I really don't see Chinese demand picking up in a big way, um, perhaps until at least uh, the end of this year. And I certainly don't expect a, a, a big bank sort of return of Chinese oil appetite. You know, I think it's going to be slow and gradual. Um, so I think more of the same in, in the second quarter. You know, prices have been, I would say, you know, be- benchmark Brent prices, perhaps more in the 75 to 85 range. Mm. Um, so certainly not, you know, 90 or 100 that some bulls have been calling for. Vandana Hari is founder of uh, Vanda Insights, uh, giving us uh, her view from the oil industry. Thank you very much.